Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Welcome to episode 45 of Growth Marketing Today. I'm your host, Ramley John, and I'm here on a mission to help marketers just like you sharpen their skills by talking to some of today's top marketing experts. Now, today's all about LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn is a place to be if you are in the B2B space. The problem is that LinkedIn is often a cesspool of spammy sales posts or congratulate posts for a job well done or for people looking to hire or reach out to folks so that they can fill roles. How do you utilize LinkedIn to grow your company's brand so it stays top of mind to your potential buyers without acting so spammy? And that's where I have Gaetano Dinardi. He is the director of demand generation at Nextiva. He's figured out a way to build a following and get hundreds and thousands of impressions on his posts. In this episode, Gaetano discusses the five types of content that he has that has a higher chance of going viral on LinkedIn, the best way to structure your LinkedIn posts, and how to turn viral content on LinkedIn into inbound leads. In other news, in the spirit of transparency and openness, I have started publishing my monthly podcast metrics and I'm posting it up on growthmarketing.today forward slash May 2019. Now, this podcast in the last month generated over 2,766 downloads. The audiograms that I post on Twitter and LinkedIn has generated 4,955 audiogram video views and I have generated 2,100 income last month from referrals. I just want to thank you for being here, for supporting this podcast, for listening, for subscribing. I really appreciate every single of my listeners out there. As always, if you have any feedback, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me. My DM on Twitter is open at Ramley John, or you can send me an email at Ramley at growthmarketing.today. Now for this episode, let's jump right in. Now, if you want the show notes, my takeaways, and I am posting up three key takeaways from every episode so that you can get the actionable stuff right away, tweetable quotes, and more from this episode, you can go to growthmarketing.today forward slash 045. That's growthmarketing.today forward slash 045. If you're new here, please subscribe to whatever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Google, Breaker, Spotify. And as always, I'd appreciate very much if you leave a review. If it's on Apple Podcasts, I'd appreciate a five-star review so we can reach more marketers like you with this podcast. Anyway, I don't want to take any further. Let's jump in in my chat with Gaetano. Hey, everybody. I have here Gaetano all the way from Miami, Florida. He's going to talk about how to go viral on LinkedIn and other things he's working on with Nextiva. How are you doing, Gaetano? How are, how are things over there in warm Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's uh yeah, it's nice and warm, uh, 85 and sunny and uh life is good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm kind of jealous. It's still kind of chilly in Toronto. Anyways, I'm super excited to bring you on. I know uh when you guys reached out, it's like, "Oh, how do you go viral on LinkedIn?" And and that's something that is kind of on top with LinkedIn. A lot of LinkedIn I see is mainly just people saying, "Hey, uh, I got this promotion or we're doing this new hire." Uh before I th- before we talk about that, I I love hearing people's story, particularly how they got started and getting to where you are right now as director of demand gen at Nextiva. So maybe tell me a little bit about your career journey so far to get to to where you are right now. Sure, man. You know, there's no degree for this, really. Like, you can't... <laughs> it's true. <laughs> like, right? Like, you can't go to Harvard and say, yeah, I want a degree in demand generation. <laughs> like, they'll be like, what? 
uh, they'll be like, oh, so you want a degree in uh, marketing theory right? or something like that. Um, so you can't go to Harvard and get a degree in demand generation. What you can do is kind of figure shit out <laughs> like I did. Um, so the way, the way it started was um, I actually did go to school. Um, I did get a master's in um, marketing, but more on the uh, creative marketing side. So things like um, user experience design. Like I thought I was going to be like a creative leader. That that was the the path that I, I thought my my career was going to take. I thought it was going to be design uh, websites and I thought I was going to be doing like, you know, post-production stuff using the Adobe Creative Suite and all that. And I learned how to use all that stuff and I got pretty good at it. But I had a music website as well. I was just writing music reviews of companies that I thought were not doing like, you know, ethical things. So then I noticed that out of nowhere, people were just commenting on my blogs like crazy. People I had no, that I didn't know, never met, had no idea who they were, <laughs> how they were finding my stuff. And I realized, oh my gosh, this, this is SEO. Like they're searching company XYZ review, they're finding my, my article there. I mean, I'm getting a lot of traffic just by doing this. And like a light bulb clicked at that moment that I could figure out how to create things that people want and they'll find it without me having to go outbound and send it to them. And I really love that. From there, I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. I love this. And I was also producing music at the time. Uh, I know we talked a little bit before about a video I just put out um, with my own song. And I, I do still write songs and produce and everything like that. But um, I, I loved SEO once I figured out, wow, this is incredible. Like People can find you without you having to do any work. All you have to do is <laughs> create really good content. So from there, I started working with this guy, Michael King. He started an agency. And by the way, if you do want to be in demand generation someday, I would highly recommend you either start your career at an agency or at least get some kind of agency experience along the way. For me, it was agency right from the beginning. Um, I was working on all sorts of difficult client projects, everything from Major League Baseball to Complex.com to real estate websites, law websites, and of course, SaaS. So I, I, I was there for like two years and you know I learned a lot. Mike, Michael King was like still to this day, one of the best SEOs in the industry. And I learned a lot working with him. I was the second person hired at his agency. And by the time I left, there was like 15 or 16 uh, full-time people. And then I went to Pipedrive. Uh, I wanted to go in-house, man, because <laughs> the agency, <laughs> agency grind is tough. I get it, yeah. Yeah, with the agency, it was like, I never really get to see it through all the way. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's like you... Um, you get to date a girl for a really long time, you never get to marry her. <laughs> That's true. That's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know what? Let me let me try this in-house thing um, and just really focus on on one brand. And I was like, wow, I have an identity now. I'm part of this pipe drive brand and culture. Um, and I ran SEO there um, for about a year. You know, a really good opportunity came along to, to run marketing for Sales Hacker, uh, a really well-known brand in the B2B sales and marketing tech space. Um, so I was there for almost two years uh, before the company was acquired by Outreach, uh, which is a, a unicorn tech company, you know, now billion, billion dollar plus valuation. Um, so I helped Sales Hacker get acquired and I decided not to join Outreach and, and try something else just because I didn't want to do sales content anymore. I was doing sales content for so long that I was just like tired of it. And uh, a great opportunity with Nextiva came along 
and here I am, man. So it was a bunch of zigzagging, but uh, it was fun. Yeah, I love that zigzagging because I think you're right. You said right in the beginning that you can't get a degree for demand gen or growth marketing or all this stuff is... You can get a degree on SEO too, right? Like that's something that you kind of have to learn on your own. Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you're also an award-winning uh, producer and musician. What are your thoughts between the connection with musicians and marketers? Because a lot of the top marketers I know are really musically inclined. Like look at Dan Schur. He's the podcast host at Expert on the Wire. Mm-hmm. A few other people that I've, I've interviewed here on this podcast also, I, I found after that they, they're into music. I play guitar I play guitar for like 20 years. Uh, so what are your thoughts on that? What is the, the connection between marketers and, and musicians? Yeah, dude, I'll tell you, we're a different breed in many ways (laughs) because you practice both sides of the brain. And a lot of marketers I know, they don't have that creative side. They have either the very technical side or they don't have the technical side and all they have is the creative. But with musicians who are doing growth marketing, like like say you do SEO and you're also a musician and you produce music and stuff like that. Um, That creativity that is combined with the technical side a left brain, right brain compliment is very um, advantageous to any marketer today because the best ideas come from people who don't try to be like B2B marketers. And also the, the, the benefit of this is because we're willing, we're, we tend to be more willing to take risks. Mm, right. Like, you, like when you're producing music, like you have no idea what's going to be a hit record. You can follow a formula, you can follow, you know, a, whatever um, kind of like structure has been, you know, gone viral or, or has been a hit record in the past but you just never know what is really going to be a hit so you're willing to like try some things whereas like you know with other marketers they're not willing to step outside the box they're gonna they're gonna be trapped in that oh my god is this on brand what are people gonna think um oh no like we've never done it before this way i don't know like what is hr gonna say ah like e like right and i would just say finally we have a a great way to recharge with our passion right with Mm. our with our creativity like you can be in spreadsheets all day meetings right after a long day, it's like, ah, all I want to do is just pick up my damn guitar and shred. <laughs> you know? Right. So that is like therapy, man. That's yeah, therapeutic. That's true. Right. And I'm one of the only people that I don't care, man. LinkedIn, they say it's supposed to be a business platform. Screw that. It's, per- <laughs> it's personal now. So I share my music on LinkedIn. I posted many cool. videos of me playing guitar. And people are like, oh, shit, man, that is so cool, like, that you're doing this, like, you're really being different, you're being true to yourself, like, the company is like, why, you know, most people say, like, my company would would question me if I did that. Yeah, you like, you come across as more authentic and genuine, and that's, I think, what we just talked about before we jump on this call is that a lot of folks on LinkedIn, it's kind of spammy, a lot of sales folks, like, trying to sell you shit, or Mm. they're trying to congratulate each other for, for achieving something. I saw one of your posts from three months ago uh, on LinkedIn, and it had over eighty-seven thousand views, one thousand over a thousand likes. Uh, it's about uh, cold DMs and emails on LinkedIn, and you went out to the mall pitching folks for fifteen minutes of their time, <laughs> talk about their two thousand nineteen business goals, and there's like random folks in the mall, and then there was this one girl you approached at I think the Apple Store, and she just gave you the weirdest face. Uh, I, I'm curious how that that video came about uh, on and turning that into a LinkedIn viral video. Yeah, man. <laughs> this is how it happened. I I was doing, uh, I guess you could say a, a training session with our sales team, and they were asking me, you know, 
the the focus of this of the training session was all about how to use LinkedIn better. One of the sales guys asked me if this is a business platform where we're supposed to do business. Why can't I just connect and pitch, right? Like why and connect and pitch meaning like connect with somebody and then immediately pitch them. You know, he's like, that's what we're here for. It's LinkedIn. You're supposed to do that. <laughs> and I'm and I'm just like, oh man, like what could I do to, to like sure I could tell this guy why it's bad, but what if I show them why it's bad? So that right there, it just sparked the idea. Like, you know what? I'm just going to like, I'm, I really have to show them why this is bad because I can tell them so many times and they're not going to get it. But then when I show them this video, they're going to change their mind. So I, I decided to say, you know what? I'm, I told them right then and there, like, I have a great idea. I'm going to make a video about this. I'm going to show you why this is bad. But then I told them why it's bad, of course, you know, because you're kind of bait and switching. You're supposed to be actually connecting with people and just staying top of mind. That's what LinkedIn is about. It's about staying top of mind and building credibility. Because think about it. Nextiva sells business phone service. You can't go on LinkedIn, you know, talking about phone service. Like no one cares. You have to talk about other things. And then when their phone service breaks someday, they're going to say, oh, shit, yeah, that one guy who always is really authentic and genuine and he provides a lot of value. Um, but yeah, I know they also sell phone service. I'm actually going to hit them up because I know that that's what they do. And now the time has finally come because Vonage or whoever raised my prices and I don't feel like giving them my business anymore. Um, so that's what it's all about. And uh, yeah, with the, the concept of the video, it was like, look, let me just go to the mall find every rent, like any random person. Let me just go up to <laughs> oh, old man. dudes, young dudes, oh, girls, people who work at the Apple store, whoever. Let me just pitch them. <laughs> and um, you saw the result, man. It was, it was hilarious. So people were just like, what? Like they couldn't even believe I had the balls to do something like that. Yeah. Kudos on you for doing that. Like, I don't think I have the guts to go up to random strangers and, and say those you say, hey, can I have 15 minutes of your time to uh, for your, to, to discuss your 2019 business goals? How was the setup? Like you had the idea in mind. How did you go from idea to actually executing on that idea? All right. So this is another problem that like a lot of big companies have and just marketing teams have in general. <clears throat> when, I, when an idea so radical like this comes about, everybody panics or everybody's like, oh, we have to have a meeting. We have to talk about it. <laughs> We, we, what's the strategy? Is there a project brief? <laughs> right? And, and the answer to all of that shit is no, there's none of that. <laughs> there's no script. There's no meeting. It's me going to the video guy saying, hey, dude, let's not tell anybody about this, but let's just do it. <laughs> you know, ask for, uh, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness, you know? Um, I told him, look, man, we're gonna do this. Uh, are you free tomorrow? Yeah, I'm free. All right, great. Listen, I need two hours of your time in the afternoon. We're going to go to the mall. There's no plan. I just need a lavalier mic. It's going to go up my shirt and I need you to follow me around the creeper <laughs> at the mall. And I'm just going to go up to random people and pitch them for a 15 minute business meeting so I can um, strategize with them about their 2019 business goals. I'm just going to say the same thing. And the, the only other thing I did that was funny was I <clears throat> asked my CMO for like all the most ridiculous, like cold in mails and pitches he's gotten. And I used those exact same lines on people. <laughs> so like one of the lines, which was hilarious was, Hey, I know we don't know each other yet, but I was hoping to change that. <laughs> 
That sounds so creepy. Like you're hitting so on so creepy. Yeah. You're so right. I literally went up to a girl that oh, worked no. at like some like makeup stand, and I was like, uh, "Excuse me, um, I know we don't know each other yet, but I was hoping to change that." And she's like, "Oh God." <laughs> um, yeah. So it was it was a complete failure in terms of like people accepting a meeting request with me. The only person that did say yes was santa yeah i saw that so yeah yeah santa claus right yeah yeah so i did go through that that ridiculous like you know sit with santa <laughs> and take a picture with santa thing and he said yes which was hilarious that was the point to show how ridiculous this whole thing is and because linkedin is a cesspool of people just trying to sell shit like you're it's a it's a sales audience so when you when you do things that are funny one and also relatable to to the majority of the audience stakeholders it's it's a good recipe for virality so it's not only understanding the audience but it's understanding the platform as well uh that's really so good now i, I want to jump on that you said recipe for virality like you, you i saw your other post on linkedin and this is not the only ones the one that has gone viral for your linkedin posts i, I it looks like a bunch of your linkedin posts has gone viral what is your makeup for a good LinkedIn posts that you feel like will go viral? Sure. Um, there's a few things. Uh, one is that the opening line of the text has to be so good that it forces people to like, wow, like they have to hit that more button and they ha like it has to suck them in. So things that are bold, things that are controversial. Like one thing I do a lot is um, I say like, this is why xyz sucks dot 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 or 10 reasons why xyz sucks or whatever and then you do 10 10 uh points you know list style so controversial controversial bold um and you got to be willing to say shit that no one else is willing to say you know um you have and you also have to the other part of it too is you have to um you have to write how you talk so the way I talk is, you know, you, you just know it's me. And when I write, I don't hold back. Like I write exactly how I would say something where a lot of people, they don't do that. You know, they try to put their corporate brand voice on it and it just doesn't work or it's too dry. Like it's not meant to be dry. It's meant to be very, you know, uh, written how you speak. Um, and then, yeah. And then finally, you know, the last recipe for it, if you really want to tap into LinkedIn virality is infotainment. So it's got to be like 80% like funny or, or humorous or interesting and 20% businessy. And if you can master that, and my video was kind of like the perfect example of that because yeah, sure. It's businessy. It relates back to business, but it's funny. And it's like, oh my, it's like, it's shocking almost like what the, you should also be asking yourself, what emotion am I going to try to make people feel as a result of this content? Am I trying to make them laugh? Am I trying to do something inspiring or heartwarming? Is it supposed to be something shocking? Is it supposed to be something like, like uh, almost like, oh, I'm disgusted by this and I'm so outraged that like I have to write a comment. Um, so if you think about all that, your chances of going um, viral or at least reaching a, a much wider uh, audience on LinkedIn um, is going to be in your favor if you understand that. You talked about humor. Like, how do you go about adding humor to a piece of content or uh, a post? 
this is really hard to do yeah. because if because if you do it wrong, oof. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 bad. it's gonna be bad. <laughs> yeah. Like if you if you don't hit it right, it's you're gonna look really bad. Um, so there's a couple things you can do. Um, first of all, you can show a few people before you post it to see what they think. That's like a no brainer. Um, the other thing you should do is look at other people who are doing humorous things and see how you can extract parts of that and flip it into something you can do. You know, maybe you can't go to the mall and pitch people in real life because it just it's too ballsy. But, you know, maybe you can do something really much smaller than that. Um, and I don't know what that could be off the top of my head. But in, in short, I don't know if I have like a good answer to this. I would just say you have to really think outside the box, um, experiment and just try because you'll only know if you experiment experiment and try like when i had this idea for the mall like i knew it was gonna go viral i knew it you know right away i was like oh this is gonna forget it this is a no-brainer um but you you don't always know and there's there's some other content creators doing some really funny stuff on linkedin like there's this girl who um she just like impersonates sales bros and it's hilarious because it's this like this like girl you know she's like really bubbly funny girl right like and she's just like acting like a bro like i just closed a big deal like hell yeah you know whatever (laughs) right so like if you can if you can put something a funny spin to a very well-known problem like find the most obvious problem which one is cold pitching. There's many others, but find some of the most obvious problems and put funny spins to them. And you have a much greater chance of going viral. Another big piece of going viral, it seems for you is do you're doing a lot of videos. Uh, I saw one where you were just holding a phone in front of you and just you're walking around and you're saying, saying some really valuable stuff. Uh, how, how are you creating videos right now? Like, do you have like, do you have a videographer? Do you have other tools that you particularly use? Like, do you need big fancy equipment to, to create impactful videos? Mm, That's a good one. You know, I actually mix it up a lot. So we are very fortunate uh, at Nextiva to have um, an in-house videographer who is capable of making like really high quality stuff. As you, as you saw the, you know, like the LinkedIn video where I went to the mall, for example, like, you know, it's always very, very nice to have somebody who's just available to come to the mall and follow me with a pretty good quality camera to edit it you know, to sync the audio, to put it together, right? You could go that route or, you know, you don't necessarily need all that. You know, you don't need um, like a $3,000 camera to make a good video. You you can make a great video with just say your iPhone. Um, I would recommend you use headphones at least so that like the audio is solid, but it's really about the delivery and the message more than it is about the equipment and the, you know, the fancy quality. Um, you know, that video you saw me walking around and, and talking like I was basically just showing people where I grew up, my neighborhood in the Bronx. So that in itself is unusual. Nobody is taking the angle of showing where they are and talking about where they grew up and how it impacted their business life. And you see how I'm tying everything back to business. I'm taking things like where I grew up, uh, taking things like, you know, my personal story and I'm tying it back to business. So automatically it's relatable, but it's not businessy, but people can see the parallel to business. Like the other day, even I posted about how my grandma never took a vacation. The opening line of my post was think about it, dot, dot, dot space, 
My grandma never, all caps, never took a vacation, period, ever, period. That is, oh, yeah, you know, damn. My grandma never took a vacation either, shit. And um, then I went into this whole thing about like, you know, they sacrificed, they came from, from, you know, Italy to America to give me a better life. And then I flipped it at the end of the story and I said, you know, even though my grandparents and, you know, my family, they sacrificed a lot. Um, I actually wish that they wouldn't have just worked their whole lives to die. Like, I actually wish they would have like taken some vacations and, you know, the whole point of it was like, damn, we're, we're so blessed now, you know, like me, I live in Florida. Like I almost live like a vacation. It's beautiful here every day. And the point is like, don't be like my grandparents actually, mm -hmm. like you shouldn't work to die. So if you're 830 at night and your wife's at home waiting for you and you're sitting in front of your computer, like uh -huh. a zombie, like <laughs> get out of there and go see your damn wife. You idiot. Like <laughs> stop working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so back to the um, equipment piece. Um, no, the answer is no. You don't necessarily need a big fancy video team, but if you do, you should use it to your advantage. But one thing I would recommend is, um, you know, there's there's some pretty good like low cost equipment out there that can make your videos a lot better. One of them is the mic that I'm talking to you on right now. It's uh, the Blue Yeti um, podcast mic, you know like pretty solid audio it's about two hundred dollars and it makes a big difference so you should get one of those um another thing you should get is um you know if you have like a newer macbook pro the quality is pretty legit but like if you have an older laptop you should probably get yourself like a hd style uh camera that can sit right on top of your mic uh on top of your laptop and um record you in hd 4k i, I really feel like how you're going viral on linkedin it's like you're so you're so relatable like you're you know a lot of the stuff that we see on linkedin right now it's it's kind of it's it's kind of fake you know because people are trying to put their best face forward so that they can sell shit and you're just coming across from a different angle and you're like this guy's real i don't know what he's selling but i, I just want to know more about gaetano and what, whatever he's he's following exactly exactly you know it's e it's actually so easy now to be authentic because everybody else is fake so <laughs> wow that's it, a it, good insight yeah that's yeah. true so it's actually not hard wow. all you have to do is look what everyone's doing and do the opposite. <laughs> Literally, that is it. <laughs> I, I kind of, I know I, we, we chatted about it a little bit, but can you, for my folks who don't know, what is Nextiva and, you know, like, what is it all about? Sure. We are a business communication solution. And the whole point of Nextiva is helping businesses operate like a Fortune 500 company without the Fortune 500 prices. So, and the, what our CEO likes to say a lot is we're democratizing um, business communication technology. So um, we're helping businesses go from like that old school setup where, you know, they call it on-premise where you had, let's say you had like a call center, right? Um, to install and set up like a, a series of phones for like a call center environment, let's say 50 lines, it would have cost you back in the day, you know, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars um, and then, you know, what they don't tell you is that there's maintenance fees and you need a big IT team to set all this stuff up. And there's a lot of just wires and it's just a mess, right? And it's just a clunky system and you, you have outages. And, and that's why Nextivo was actually born, by the way, because <clears throat> this was the biggest cost that um, our CEO was, was dealing with um, when starting his last company which is a web hosting company. 
And, you know, it was just a, a massive money suck. And they were like, you know what, let's, let's, let's make a solution that's, that we're going to benefit from. It was meant to only, Nextiva was meant really only for like their own use. And then they're like, you know what, I think all businesses would, would benefit from this. So that's how Nextiva was born to solve that problem. So we're taking on-premise clunky systems to the cloud, um, all, all, all things in the cloud, of course, voice over IP, CRM. Uh, we also have um, other ancillary products that are bundled together with that, such as customer serving software, live chat software, um, Power BI, business intelligence, analytics, and a few other things as well. Nice. That's all good. Where can people find Nextiva? And maybe where can people find you online and whatever uh, other things you're working on. Yeah, sure. Um, just hit me up on LinkedIn, of course. You know, search me there. Uh, Gaetano Dinardi, you'll find find me there. Um, YouTube as well. You can hit me up there. I have a lot of videos there. Um, and then, you know, for Nextiva, it's pretty basic. You just go to nextiva.com and check it out. Awesome, man. One final question. I love asking this question. What advice would you give for any marketers who are early on or maybe in the middle of their career? Like now that you're, you know, you've gotten this far in your career, like what would be somebody, something you would give as an advice to an early stage marketer? Mm, yeah, that's a good one, man. Um, I would give this advice to the early stage marketer. I would say, first and foremost, get really fucking good at doing <laughs> one thing. I hate generalists and so do most marketing leaders who are hiring and looking to fill roles. Like, You have to become really good at one thing, but you still have to have ancillary knowledge of all mm. these other things that are happening. So like, if for me, for example, it was SEO. And this is a great thing to be a specialist in because from there you can really get a great understanding of all things technical, all things sort of off, uh, off-site as they call it, things like PR, social, um, you also really get a good glimpse into content and content marketing, content strategy. Uh, also then, you know, the next part of that is like, all right, let's say I've mastered SEO. Now I'm getting all this traffic to the website, but you know, I really want to make website visitors convert more and I want to get more conversions on my forums, on my landing pages, etc. Then you start learning a new skill called conversion optimization. And from mm. there you start bouncing around and learning more things, but you still have to have that core, uh, proficiency in one thing. So become a master in one thing and then branch out. Don't try to learn everything all at once and you'll be much better off in the long run. Awesome, man. No, that's so true. Like you want to really focus on one and be broad in the others. Anyways, Gaetano, I just want to thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, man. This has been awesome. Uh, really appreciate you having me. And uh, I'm always humbled uh, that people want to talk to me and ask me for, you know, my advice and stuff. I, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Hey, thank you so much for listening to that episode with Gaetano. I know it's shorter than the last few episodes that I've done, but it's such good takeaways from there. Let me share with you my three key takeaways as always. And this is, you can, you can find the takeaways at growthmarketing.today forward slash 045. First, my takeaway is don't be vanilla. Sorry for all the vanilla flavored ice cream lovers out there. You can't be memorable and stay top of mind if you're vanilla. And what I mean by that is something that goes with the flow. Gaetano mentioned that the best way to make an impression and go viral on LinkedIn or any other platform, in my opinion, is topics that can be controversial, emotional, and steers the pot. Second, give a fresh perspective on problems or questions in your industry. One of the things that Gaetano did was asked the sales director at Nextiva for some of the absurd sales pitches that he's gotten over email. 
Then he went out and used that lie to random strangers in the mall to show how absurd those lines are. He gave a fresh perspective on a problem in the sales industry. And finally, use video if you can. Now, the audiogram on this episode has been working really well to build awareness for goat marketing today. It's because social media platforms are now prioritizing video over other types of content all too often. And it catches the eye. When you imagine you're scrolling down LinkedIn or Facebook or Twitter and you see some movement because of a video, that's the first goal of any social media platform is to get you to stop and look at it first. Then once you've captured their attention, you can turn that attention into some kind of relationship or engagement. So start thinking about a video strategy. As always, if you want the show notes and the takeaways that I just talked about, any tweetable quotes from uh, Gaetano and more from this episode, you can go to growthmarketing.today forward slash 045 and you can find this link in the bottom in the description of wherever you get this podcast. It should be linkable. And you know what? As always, I really, really, really thank you for listening and supporting this show. We have gotten 2,766 downloads from the last month. And I'm looking at the stats for June and it has beaten me. So I really appreciate it. I'm going to be releasing some experiments for this podcast to make it even better. If you have any suggestion, reach out to me at Ramley John on Twitter and send me an email at Ramley at Growth Marketing Today. I love to hear your thoughts. And as always, keep on growing. Passion, passion,